This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 125. The online education industry is booming. I know. Do you think people have missed the train on this? No way. There's always room for great content. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. So Madeline, as you know, I've been creating a new online course, Smart Social Secrets. I'm so excited. It's been a lot of work, a lot of hard work. I've been working on this for, uh, it feels like forever. And I know I've been talking to you about it forever. And I just, yeah. And it just feels like, you know, there's always more to do. And so I really wanted to kind of come on today and talk about the journey so far. And you have like a lot of experience in this side of things. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've been doing online courses for a really, really long time. Like I kind of have forgotten how long it's been. But back in 2008, I taught a course, several courses on how to use Facebook for marketing your business. And it was in the you know early days of businesses starting to use Facebook. And I learned so many strategies. And I wanted to share my two cents. And courses are such a great way to do it, whether it's in person, online, but really the whole online course industry has really been booming for years. And now is such a great time to join in if you have not really jumped on the train yet. You've been talking about your course for a long time. I'm so excited for you with this, Cami, because what a great way to share your knowledge. That's what it really was all about. Like a, an excellent way to share your thoughts, your knowledge, your insights so other people can learn from you. Yeah, it's so it's so good. And, you know, I think that there's just a lot of reasons why I think people stop themselves from doing it. And I can only look at myself and my experience to tell you what those are. And, you know, there's all kinds of excuses you can make. Yes. You may have something inside of yourself that says, I have this great topic that I want to talk about or this thing that I've done. But you worry, like, do I know enough about it to teach it? Am I like, do I have enough time to do this? I mean, it could be a number of things that you're saying to yourself right now. I think there's a course in almost everyone, honestly. There really is. Everybody is a master of something, and that something could turn into an online course. And something really interesting came to me I want to share. When I did my first Twitter Smarter Masterclass, that was actually when I first started the Twitter Smarter hashtag. You know, and I know you and I have talked about this before, like when I first started it, and there's this misconception about it first being the Twitter chat. And actually, it was a lot of things first before it became this huge Twitter chat. But it was really like my online course, Twitter Smarter Masterclass. I started that in 2013 and I did it in a very interesting way, Cami, because back then in, you know, this was 2013, I was probably developing more like 2012. But back then what people would do was very typical to go spend months and months and months creating this big, huge course, put it out there and hope people would buy. And what a lot of experts started saying 
was, hey, why don't you see if people are willing to buy it first before you invest all this time and energy on building it? And I thought, what an interesting idea. So when I did my very first Twitter Smarter Masterclass in 2013, and I've talked about this publicly before, but I don't know how many people really know the story if they haven't heard it yet. What I did, Cami, is I made an outline of the entire, I wanted it to be a four, it's still the same. It's a four-week course, four modules, one, one a week. I wrote up an outline. I came up with the whole plan, wrote it out. Didn't spend months and months developing it, but I spent a good amount of time just outlining it. I put it out there. I put it on social media, put it in my newsletter, put a price tag, and put a starting date to see what would happen, knowing that I could just build it out once people showed real interest. And immediately, Cami, I had like a handful of people sign up like, yes, I want this course. This is awesome. And that was like, the green light to me, like, okay, people want this, they're interested, let me go spend time building it out. And I had plenty of time because it was a four-week course, one module a week. So it gave me plenty of time to do it, but I think that you really want to make sure it's something people are interested in, that they'll spend money on. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And so, you know, along with that, we kind of came up with our five steps to creating your course, and we've kind of started to launch into them a little bit talking here. But the first one is really to choose a topic and an audience. So that's the first thing, you know, you have to have obviously something to teach. And usually it's something you're passionate about or something you've done and gotten a good result for. So the 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 worst thing you could do is teach something you've never done and you don't know anything about. So that being right. started. Don't want to do that. No, never. don't do that. But if you have like gotten some success with something or you have something to share, you can start with a mini course. It doesn't have to be this grand you know, university kind of thing, you know, it can be like, you know, a a passion or a topic, a specific topic, kind of like what you were talking about there, Facebook and and so on. And also, is it something that somebody will pay for? So I also have people say a lot, well, there's a lot of courses out there already about that. Well, that means that people will pay for it. It's actually a good thing that it's out there. It is a good thing. It's a good thing. So I know that sounds really anti what you may think. Oh, there's already all these great people doing that. Well, but you're not doing it. There's some people out there that only will resonate with you. That's, exactly. I guess, because what I'm trying to because say. when people say it to me, I always say, look, you're going to have a different take than everyone else. You're going to mm-hmm. have a different way of teaching it than everyone else. So don't worry about that. Interesting story came me years ago. A lady came to me and said, hey, I was going to build, like, this is a true story. I was going to build a Twitter course, but since you already do Twitter courses, I figured I better not do it. I said, why? I said, of course you should. I don't have to be the only one that does Twitter courses. Come on, really? I was shocked. But so I think a lot of times people think if the experts are doing it, then the, then the need is being met. And that's not necessarily true. So don't let things like that hold you back. You're still going to have a way to fill in gaps that other people are not doing. And then if no one's doing it at all, then you can really come in and be the expert in, in the topic or niche that you want to teach. Absolutely. So choosing that topic and audience and looking out in the world and seeing if something's happening out there, don't be discouraged if you see it out there. That's so great. I love that advice, um, Madeline. That's the best. So secondly, we talked about outlining your course. So you want to outline your course and get an idea of what you're going to teach. Definitely don't go do it off the cuff. You want to have some kind of plan in place so that you can add value. Um, That's really important, especially if you're charging for it. You want to make sure that you add value and help people get through the course. So mapping out the learning path is really, really important. I've heard this from several different other experts. I took Amy Porterfield's DCA course, Digital Course Academy. And one of the things she talks about, which I love, and she got it from somebody else too, is taking sticky notes and writing all of your uh, modules down on the sticky notes and then the the sub points of the modules. Then you can kind of put them on a wall and sort of rearrange them until they look 
right. And I have to tell you, in putting together my course, I had a really, really detailed outline up front. So it goes through four modules. The first one is about clarity, which is all about strategy. And then we go into connecting and how do you build an online community, really? And how do you find people and how do you manage that? And then the third one is about creating the content that's going to attract them and then finally measuring, which is calibrate. Well, I thought I had that all just down. But as I started putting the course together, I was like, oh, I need to move this over here or that over there. And and it started to take shape in a different way than I really had thought. So I think once you start creating it, you'll see that things sort of shift to the right places. Absolutely. The next step in creating your course, number three, is decide how you will give your course. How are you going to put it out there? You're going to do this as uh, live lessons, like live video training lessons, or you're going to pre-record it. It's really up to you. I know a lot of people are not comfortable doing live video, you know, having a live audience. I love it. I actually really enjoy teaching my courses live and, and almost all of mine I do are done in that manner. And Kami, one of the big benefits of doing that is that when you do it as a live class, you just take your recording and now you can package it up and sell it for people that want to go at their own pace for later. And that makes it so that you don't have to go and start over and re-record everything. Like it's just, you record it live, you're done. When you do pre-recorded, there, I mean, there's pros and cons for both ways, but if you go with pre-recorded, it's easy to get stuck in all the details and like, well, I don't like the way I sounded when I said this and I don't like, I need to edit this part out and it can turn into this huge nightmare. Whereas most of us could do this live and do a great job. I mean, just think like if you were teaching it live in person somewhere, same kind of thing. There's no edit button. There's no edit tool. You just, what you see is what you get and it can give, uh, be a great performance and that people are going to really enjoy learning from. So, you know, it's, but it boils down to preference. What, what's your preference on that? Well, I mean, I like, I like live and I also am fine with, I'm fine with either actually, to be honest, but live is good because you get that feedback from the audience in in real time and it gives you that energy. The other thing about live, even though you're doing it live, you can use a tool like StreamYard, which we use to share your screen. So you don't actually have to have your video front and center the whole time you're teaching. So don't feel like it has to just be you out in front of everybody. You can just do your slides. I love coming on at the beginning, connecting with people, going to slides, going through the slides, and then coming back out and connecting again. I think that that's a really great way to do it. Now, the 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 module by module by module recorded, I'm going to do that for Smart Social Secrets because I see this as being a real big course for me, like that's going to be there for a really long time. So we're going to go ahead and go through all of that. But right now, I'm actually already giving the course to several different companies here in Houston. And that's exactly how we're doing it. We're doing it live. I'm sharing the, the, the slides as we go along and then coming back at the end. So it's been really great. And what's been great about doing it live too, is that you can kind of see where people get stuck or where yes. they're having questions or whatever. And so I'm able to come back and like actually adjust the slides. So it's been really valuable because I really am already giving this course to several companies right now as we speak. They're paying me. So they're, you know, it's a great way to go ahead and make the money that you need to continue eating while you're putting together this course because it does take a lot of time. It, it totally can. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many ways you can do this with just be a PowerPoint presentation. People mm-hmm. see your screen, you just screen share that and that's it. They hear you and they see your screen. Or like you said, they can see you, you can go back and forth between video of you and then the screen share. I like using Zoom and having a box in the corner of me so they see me live and know that like, hey, they can see me teaching this class, see my mannerism, see me smile. I'm always smiling when I'm doing this because I love doing it and still see my screen. 
I'm a big fan of that. And I like that when other people put out courses like that. There's so many different ways of going about doing it. But if this is your first time, do what's comfortable for you. You want to be comfortable first time around so that people can really focus on learning and not get yourself all worked up, worried about too many bells and whistles and things. Yeah. And so we just talked about Zoom and and um, StreamYard is some possible tools that you can use to do this. So that brings us to number four, which is really about choosing your learning platform or like how you're going to share all of that with your your audience. So we like you and I are both using Kajabi right now. Yes, I just started for that. Right. And um, so I've been building on this for a while. Isn't it cool? It's a great tool. Kajabi is amazing. Now, I've been familiar with them for many, many years because I'm always like, since I'm so into tools, I'm always looking to see who's doing what. And years ago, when Kajabi came out and I saw colleagues using it, I thought, this is a really interesting tool, but it was pricey at the time. Like it was, to me, it seemed like it was pricey for what you got. I ended up going with Thinkific. Thinkific and Teachable are very, very similar, same pricing. But I've been watching Kajabi all this time and watching them increase the features. And they've gotten to the point now, Cami, where it's like, I don't mind spending a little bit more to have Kajabi because they're taking like the best of everything and incorporating, you know, if, if you want to do evergreen webinars, for example, you have to have a tool that allows you to do evergreen webinars and they're not cheap. They cost some money. And then you got to like have all the, and then you might need a lead mag, uh, to do lead magnets, you need lead pages and that's not cheap. Like there's so many things you need, whereas Kajabi has become an all-in-one. So I really give kudos to them for really building out an all-in-one platform that some of these others don't quite live up to. So I think Kajabi right for right now is for everything I want to do. And I know with what you're trying to do, it is an amazing tool. I think we'll have to have a session. I mean, a podcast episode talking just about you know, how, how great a Kajabi is oh, for Oh, definitely. Us. Absolutely. Because we, I mean, this is definitely going to be a huge tool for my business. I'm also using Wishlist Member on the back end of my website. That is actually a WordPress plugin and you can pay for it. It's a great way to set up a membership site on the back end of your own website. And the reason I like using that, and I actually have my course in there as well, because I am selling it as Smart Social Secrets for agencies as well. I've been talking about the agency side. So there's several agencies that have paid me to come in and train their staff. Well, this is a great place for me to put that and not have to pay for it ongoing forever. So they can come back to that content anytime they need it. So it's a a good place for me to park this content for them. Yeah, that's great. So our last step, step number five is marketing your course. So you built this course, you got to market it. You got to make sure people know that it exists, right? And there's so many things you can do. One of the things I like to do is do webinars. You know, webinars is a great way to give out some free information, free content to draw people in. You can do these live. You can also do it as evergreen. A really common strategy these days is to do one live, or do a few live ones and take your best live webinar and turn that into an evergreen where someone can sign up at any time and watch it. And, and you know, it just runs on autopilot. And that's one of the reasons why I like Kajabi because they have that feature now. Mm-hmm. Also, you can do email blasts. You got to let your community know about this. So social media, email, and also you might want to venture into Facebook and or Instagram ads to let people, you know, really reach that wider audience through through advertising. And then affiliates can really help. You know, I've done that for years, Cami, where I've partnered up with colleagues where we have 
a very like-minded audience where I know their audience would be interested in this. And I, I come up with a plan where, hey, if you're interested, I'll, you know, typical is a 50-50 split. Um, you promote it to your community. I give you 50% of those sales. And it's a win-win for both parties. So, uh, so many ways to market your course. Yeah. And, and um, Kajabi also lets you set up affiliates as well. So that's kind of a cool thing that you can do. So it can actually sort out that money part of it for you. Another thing I wanted to say really quick about webinars and Facebook and IG ads, I just wanted to say there's also a little hack with that too. And that is as you do a bunch of live or evergreen webinars, like, so you can go on to Facebook and say, do a, a live video every Wednesday for six weeks. And you can see who comes to those and you can actually retarget people that are coming to that um, and build your list. And also you can build lookalike audiences based on who watched your videos a certain amount. So you can say, I want to you know, build a lookalike audience for people that watched my video 50% or more. Right. And then you can run ads to those lookalike audiences that then might come in and really start to do that. So you can build a huge following in a very short amount of time using um, Facebook and IG ads and video, live video. That is so smart. That's a great strategy. Yeah, super cool. Anyway, we have a call to action. So if you are thinking about putting together a course or you have put together a course, we want to know about it, right, Madeline? Yeah, come hang out with us in the Facebook group. Let's have a conversation about it. If you've already done an online course, we'd love to hear how it went, hear your two cents. Others can learn from you. And if you're thinking about it or in the process of building one, tell us about it. We would love to talk about it and learn more about what you're doing. Yes, we'd love that. So come on over to communitiesatconvert.com forward slash group. And we will, uh, when you get there, it's going to ask you a question. And that question is, what is the secret word? What is it, Madeline? The secret word is action. Awesome. So we hope you come over and join us there. We'll have a conversation about this, the courses and you can ask us anything you want about our own experiences with creating courses so far. Certainly for Madeline, she's done quite a few. So come on over and I can talk to you about the trenches right now and she can tell you a little bit more about the, uh, the heights. But come on over and we'll talk about it. Yep. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you next week. Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode, and we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R, and also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.